Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Welcome back in, hour two of Kale and Company. Nick Dawn and Greg live here on a Wednesday morning. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. Cut sheet 745. Bruno at 825. And also, one publication saying it's time for everybody to close up shop except for one lady. One lady. Everybody else, get out. Leave it to one man and one woman. We'll give you that story coming up before we get to the cut sheet. And New York Magazine, about three years late to the party, as they have come to the conclusion that uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic, lockdowns were an experiment, and lockdowns absolutely failed. We will get to that. And also some interesting audio about asking for forgiveness for the way people acted and when they took away your rights and your liberties during the pandemic. That's coming up as well. But right now, let's get some news. Round number two, 703, on this Wednesday morning. The great Dawn Stenzel. And good morning. Yes, November 1st on this very chilly, unseasonably cold November day. So we'll have the full forecast with freeze warnings included for this evening. We are sponsored this morning by Holland Floor Covering in Bucks County. In the suburbs, Halloween turning deadly for a teenager, two others injured, after gunfire rang out during a large gathering of teenagers, about 7.30 last night, Halloween night, Bristol Pike, Woodbine Avenue, police officers say they were initially, they received some 911 calls for a report of just a large number of teenagers who were had come outside, maybe outside of a party, Halloween party. But again, 7.30 in the evening, they're called. And by the time they get there, is they're en route, now there's an update where the, um, you know, where they're radioed and told this is a possible shooting. They arrive on the scene finding three teenagers shot. The 14-year-old boy was the one who um, they could not save. He died. Then we have a 17-year-old and a 19-year-old. One of, one of those teens this morning has been released from the hospital, and then the other teen remains in stable condition. This whole thing is under investigation. This, the shooter, the gunman, or the gun person, I don't know if it was a male or a female, but mm-hmm. the single shooter fled the scene. Police said northbound on Bristol Pike, and they're trying to get a vehicle description, trying to get some surveillance images, but that person fired a dozen shots according to authorities and you said this was at 7 30 last night so it's already dark out now i haven't done halloween and trick-or-treating the last two years um with my girls being down in nashville but halloween for each like quote city or municipality or neighborhood is typically six to eight correct this is still a two-hour window yeah Yeah. that's what it was for us last night okay all right I was just thinking about what time the sun sets, what time they're supposed to be wrapping yeah, by, up. Yeah, and... by six something last night. It was dark. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I would say six. Chestnut Hill. We just sat outside at Campbell's with Buddy. Yeah. And just like watched all the kids parade by. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever done the adult Halloween where people give out like um, little things of booze in neighborhoods? Oh yeah. Yeah. They do that. I didn't do it last night because yeah. yeah, we get up very early, but right. they do it. Maybe I shouldn't out them on the air, but in Chestnut Hill, it's a lot of fun. And they pour. They have they have good wine. Oh yeah, like they're like it's a pour, generous pour. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, last night after my my son called it a night by seven o'clock, <laughs> I. Uh... What do you say, like, Daddy, I'm done? Yeah, what yes, he, he you sound said, disappointed in this stalker. Were you expecting the full two hours? I was okay because, like, Aww. I feel like I don't like Halloween, right? Um, but yeah, it's a moment. Yeah, with, I know. with your kid, it's a moment, right. and I just you know, like, I just thought it was like. You know what I mean? I just remember Halloween, and he's three, so yeah. it's like you know he's gonna 
Yeah. But it, by the halfway point, he was just like, I'm done. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Daddy, I'm done. That's how and, I feel when we get to the cut sheet. I'm done. Him and his mother went home, and I uh, went over to the neighbor's house and, and drank in front of a fire. <laughs> oh, fun. Nice. That sounds very Soccer nice. Soccer with some midweek boozing. <laughs> exactly. Taking a page out of my playbook. I very rarely do that. Oh, boy. Last time's Halloween. Fun time, right? Yeah. There you go. So, uh, all right, Don, I'm sorry. Spider-Man got all sleepy. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, in other news, this morning, actually, Philadelphia police searching for a dark-colored SUV, possibly a Cadillac Escalade, involved in a deadly hit-and-run early this morning. This is Kensington. They say that 33-year-old victim was a pedestrian crossing the street, East Lehigh Avenue and Emerald Streets, and they were struck and then dragged about 400 feet. And so the person, when police were called, uh, that victim was literally down the block closer to Jasper Street and died right there at the scene in the officer's arms. How, do we know tragic. how I, I, I just saw Dawn that you um, if you retweeted or responded to the video yesterday of the latest um, not surveillance, but the uh, surveying of Kensington with the open drug area. Yeah. And how, I'm wondering how close this incident was to like that visual that we always get every time somebody talks about the drug usage in Kensington. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't, you know, I don't know. I I don't know the circumstance. They're not releasing any of that, nor are they releasing the identity of that 33-year-old pedestrian. Yeah. And that's part of the reason they're saying for this, for the driver of this Cadillac Escalade, to your point, uh, they don't know the circumstance, but they're saying if you don't turn yourself in immediately, you face a vehicular homicide felony charge. As you should. So they're just saying, do the right thing, and that that Cadillac uh, Escalade, larger SUV, the grill would have some broken parts, some yeah. front damage. So they're saying, we're going to find you. What do you What do you guys think about this? I'm thinking about making my first ever trip to Kensington. I want to do some field work and take uh, take somebody from our show staff, uh, you know, somebody that does video work, and um, just go just go through that neighborhood one day. Is that something that you guys would like to see? Maybe we could put it up on social media, or are you guys not willing to risk my life? Uh, I think... I'm willing to risk your life. Oh, no. I <laughs> so here's here's the thing. Kensington, yeah. as much as we, you know, it's in the headlines, it's it's obviously out of control. Yeah. But even, I remember one night covering a murder, one day covering a murder, it wasn't even that late, when I was still at Fox, and somebody came by and slashed the, slashed the tires of Dennis Richardson and I of the, um, of the, the news van, the station vehicle, you know, the big vehicle. Right. So it's not really, you probably want to maybe go with some law enforcement or with a group of us. Yeah. And in the daylight. Okay. I was thinking about just going at night with my truck and just, no, uh, no, no, I would, no, 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 not after dark. And, you know, no, not after dark. I wouldn't, I really, I know. Are you messing with me? No, but I really would You're like to. I, I, I really do want to go down that street. Like, you know, we see the video always circulating on social media. I, I mean, I don't know what it says about me, but. You know, most of my life connected to this, you know, area, so mm-hmm. to speak, or city. I've never once gone through there. I've always seen it from a different perspective. I'd like to go once just to, I don't know, it's not a bucket list. I don't know, like it's, I'm like I'm saying it's like going to Fenway Park to see a Red Sox game. But, yeah. you know, with the job and all the stuff that we talk about, you know, I think I should probably go one day. Well, and that's the sad part that you bring up is that that's the that's the scene and it's like zombie people if you if you go there right but not too far away you have people who can't leave that neighborhood they Correct. can't go home and so they are home 
and they've got little kids or they're raising their grandkids. And that's the, to your point, and that's why this, this upcoming election, it's important, mm-hmm. you know, to clean up these areas and let, let us not forget Kendra Brooks. And yeah. you talked about this. I think you did a big take on it as I, but Kendra Brooks with this, you know, with this party that only represents what 11 people or something. Yeah. Uh, this working party, so-called. Right. And this is an upcoming election where it's very important. That's that correct. People, you know, to your very point. Nate. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, too, the other thing that I think should happen, maybe Elon Musk can come to Kensington and see it because he was on Rogan's podcast yesterday and talked about just the zombies that are in San Francisco. So he saw the Bay Area version of Kensington with the Twitter headquarters and things like that. Now, maybe they can get uh, you know, Elon to come through Kensington and you know, maybe he could, if he's going to waste $25 billion on X, I mean, he could clean up Kensington for well less than that. Uh, well, we do have, uh, by the way, police uh, searching for two people in connection with another SEPTA shooting. Here's the thing. Nobody's, we, we don't have injuries. So that's the good news. But police, Philadelphia police and SEPTA police releasing images, a very good images of these two persons of interest in connection to the shooting. But again, so shots were fired, but uh, they didn't strike anybody, thank God. But just another disturbing situation, Kensington. We've talked this morning already about Temple's campus and surrounding just off campus where we've had several uh, at gunpoint muggings of students who were robbed of their phones, their wallets, their belongings, not physically injured, but we're even seeing on social media and, and more students coming out saying that they are applying for a legal firearm license that they want to be, um, they want to defend themselves and the campus community rather shaken. Uh, since you mentioned uh, Governor Phil Murphy, not a great week for Governor Phil Murphy. So Nick Kale talking about Governor Phil Murphy, how he was, um, you know, being called out for those expenses at uh, Met Stadium and the Taylor Swift $12,000 in snacks. Well, now an outraged New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy was furious after last night. Global offshore wind developer Orsted suddenly announced it's pulling out, pulling out of both of its projects scheduled to be built off the coast of New Jersey. We've talked a lot about these are the wind turbines, and this has been very controversial. Well, now this is a huge blow to Governor Phil Murphy, and I might say the Biden administration because they've backed this as well. Uh, Show suggestion for you today. Maybe a perfect time to have Cindy Ziff back on the show. Yeah, get her reaction on this. But he, he spoke out outrageous. Today's decision by Orsted to abandon its commitments to New Jersey is outrageous. He calls into question the company's credibility and competence. So he was, he was livid. So I know we'll talk about that moving forward, but I wanted to get to that one. And we have certainly um, more going on with Israel overnight and into this morning. Israeli strike on a refugee camp in northern Gaza, causing many casualties reportedly. And this after IDF confirms that they were targeting a Hamas leader. And Israel's side of the story is, well, Hamas was using these civilians as human shields. Mm -hmm. That's a big headline this morning. Yeah, I saw 12 Israeli soldiers were killed as well. And did you guys see the the leftover rubble? It almost looks like a cratered out bowl after they destroyed that area of Gaza. Apparently, um, with all the tunnels that they have built underneath, it basically leads to a very unstable ground yep. for people to walk on. It's basically like Swiss cheese. By the way, you know that that uh, that attack happened on October seventh. That bombing happened 
Well, yesterday, I guess, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. They gave him ample warning. They said, get the hell out. You had two weeks. I you think. had two weeks. Get out. Yeah. This is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. We're going to bomb the living S out of this place. So yep. get out. And, and, and by the way, know, for all the Hamas sympathizers out there, be aware that the United States and other um, forces have offered 1,200 trucks to come in from a humanitarian effort for aid. And... Hamas, from the government standpoint, has only allowed 400 in. They want some of their people to suffer and be in pain so they can say this is thanks to Israel. Don't, don't get that twisted as well. For all the, for all the claims of, well, Hamas, I sympathize with Hamas. They use their own people as shields, too. Just figured I'd throw that in there as well. And FBI Director Chris Ray said anti-Semitism reaching historic levels in the United States of America, America in this country is the war between Israel and Hamas intensifies ADL Anti-Defamation League reporting more than 300 anti-Semitic incidents in the United States since the Hamas attack October 7th. And they're calling out, obviously, college campuses and the situation like the threats against Cornell University's Jewish community mm-hmm. that we've talked about. And so. Ray was also saying that the terror threats to Americans are at a whole different level now, which you'll hear, Goodness. I think, in about a half hour. Yeah, I have all the cuts uh, from Crazy. yesterday's hearing, so we'll get to that in about half hour. Yep. And, and we'll talk in the big three about this, it's the Day of the Dead, and we have a big community in Philadelphia celebrating the Day of the Dead. So we are sponsored this morning by Holland Floor Covering, the region's premier flooring dealer, Featuring and family-operated, I should say, for more than 50 years, providing exceptional service, professional installation. Visit their two showrooms, Wayne and Newtown. No charge samples, no obligation estimates. Learn more, hollandfloor.com. Freeze warning this evening. So bundle up today if you're heading out. The high just 50 degrees today, 51 tomorrow. A sunny stretch through Sunday. But today and tomorrow, especially this afternoon with the wind kicking up, it won't feel like the high of 50 degrees because of the wind chill factor. And this evening, some areas could see as low as 26 degrees. So we do warm up for the end of the week, Friday, 60 degrees sunny. And the weekend, mid-60s, a lot of bright sunshine. This is Kalen Company News Live. All right, Don, thank you very much. 855-839-1210. Cut sheet in about 30 minutes. 20 minutes out from the COVID lockdown experiment failure. And on the other side, made from liberal tears, it's the anti-woke water. Is there an anti-woke market out there for people? I think there is. Are you ready to cash in? We'll give you the details coming up next. Kale and Company, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Dallas week. You know what that means. Philadelphia, B. Dallas, Sunday, 425. And I got a deal for you right now because the money line for the Eagles-Dallas game is the Eagles right now minus 166. All you have to do is place a $5 money line bet. So place a $5 bet on that minus 166 and you can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's a guaranteed lock for you. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel in partnership with the Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sportsbook. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg. Sign up right now. Kick off the NFL season with a $5 money line bet to get $150 in bonus bets if you win. Go to FanDuel.com slash Greg right now. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1210 WPHT and is the official partner of the NFL. 21 and over, present of PA. First online around money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online around, first on real, 
first online real money wager only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issue does not withdraw, but bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. And this is a new experience for me. Um, my son Michael driving his Honda Civic, and I'm the passenger. So we drove to the Police Athletic League event, and uh, it was a Halloween event. It was so. It was the first time I'd actually driven with him, where he's driving. I'm the passenger. I said, "This is a nice car, brand new. That car smell. He loves it. The stereo, all the gadgets. He's so happy and he's so proud of this vehicle and takes great care of it." That new Honda Civic from my friends at Piazza Honda. They really took care of us. It was a great experience. When do you ever say that? That, oh, it was a great experience to go get a car or go to a car dealership. The knowledgeable sales team, I mean, Vince, Awesome Ross, as I call him, I tease him, Tony, Kristen, uh, they showed us all the features, took it on the road for that great test drive, and we were so impressed with the professionalism, but also just the kindness of the staff there at Piazza Honda. We left the dealership with the specific model, the color, everything Michael wanted, and that experience was seamless from start to finish. If you're considering that new or maybe a pre-owned Honda, they have an amazing selection, by the way. Visit Gaza Honda in Philadelphia, Springfield, Langhorne, Pottstown, or Reading. You can always shop online, gazahonda.com. Talk Radio 1210. WPHT, Nick Kale, Don Stenzel, and Greg Stocker with you. 855-839-1210. What's on the cut sheet coming up 745 this morning? Tony Bruno at 820 live from the great state of Florida. He's coming up in just about one hour. Uh, a lot of people reacting to some of the conversations we're having on Twitter this morning. Uh, Jose Cruz says, if I'm going to go through a tour of Kensington, start from Fishtown under the L, go all the way up close to Cotman, but don't go in the side blocks. And then Newman Price says, I'll take you and maybe Sid Weiss for a drive under the L in Kensington. We could do like a Kaling Company Kensington road trip. That'd go over really well. Film that on social media. Yeah. Get a lot of views to that. Yeah, the suits here won't won't sign off. No, on of course that, not. So. Of course not. Um, this segment brought to you by Wawa. Wawa has pizza. It's freshly made, tastes great, and you can get it late. Right now, there's a zero dollar delivery fee when you order Wawa pizza at wawa.com or on the Wawa app. True story. Last night, while we were standing around the fire drinking, somebody goes. We should go to Wawa and get some pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I've, yet, I've yet to have it. Yeah. But um, I'm going to do it. The dude I was with last night s- swears by it. He said it's great. Yeah. So. I've never had anything nice. bad food-wise no. at Wawa. Yeah. So I can't imagine. I mean, look, it's not going to say it's like a 10 out of 10, but I mean, it can't be bad. No. Wawa's very good at all that stuff. When, when they're not closing stores in bad areas because of crime. I don't like their French fries. Oh, no, no. You don't I don't like, like their French fries. It's the I, only thing. I didn't know they had French fries. They, they have the burgers and fries. Really? Burgers are good. Fries, I don't know. They're just kind wait, of wait. not the best. Wawa has fries. Mm-hmm. How do I When's know When's the last this? time you were in a Wawa? I go. I mean, I, I use the one in Bluebell every week. I get gas there. I, I grab Gatorades or Red Bull before I go golf. I'm, I probably spend, <laughs> I probably spend uh, 85 bucks a week at Wawa. Wow. 75 is probably on my gas or my truck, but yeah. I've never seen fries. Where is that? Like in the little in the little thing where they put the sizzlies and stuff like it's that? In the, it's only in the afternoon, like the pizza. Hmm. Okay. But I've never seen teenage seen boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Okay. 
All right, fair enough. I'm probably at Wawa more than you. Yeah, you, you probably are. <laughs> They're always hungry. <laughs> but one thing I've noticed is, and you know, I, I don't think there's there's like you know ample opportunity, but I do think you can carve your own little niche out if you're a business or if you have an a, an entrepreneurial vision, but you just maybe don't know exactly what you want to go into uh, from a business standpoint. You know, if 2020 was the summer, and I said this in the past, if 2020 in the summer was the summer of the BLM riots and movement. I think the summer of 2023 was the summer of the conservative boycott. We had the Bud Light story. We had the Target story. And conservatives and people that don't want left-wing messaging shoved down their throat said, we're not going to go to Target. You know, you can move all that apparel to the back of the store. Uh, obviously, the Bud Light boycott could go down as maybe one of the greatest boycotts of all time as far as the effectiveness six months in. But now, and we've also seen other people, um, Politico actually wrote this back in August. Uh, they claimed when they were covering the Bud Light story that if you want a, uh, an alternative to Bud Light, Coors Light would actually be the non-woke beer. And they had a long breakdown as to what Coors stands for, maybe like some of their, you know, uh, the, the, the um, donations they make to certain foundations and, the, and, and some of the conservative background they have uh, from an ownership standpoint. And then, I believe in August or September, we had the story, uh, once Trump had his mugshot taken, you had this little brewery, I think it was in Georgia, and it was called Ultra Right Beer, as opposed to, like, you know, Ultra Light Beer, and the Trump mugshot was put on the can, and we gave you some of the, the financial details of how well they sold, and how exp- it was actually a, a bit expensive, and they were able to sell, I think it was 30,000, um, I don't know if they were in six packs or cases, or how they distributed them but now you have a new company that is putting out a water bottle and it's a water brand that aims to tap the anti-woke market and it said it's made from liberal tears so stupid all right so you think this is stupid uh, so stupid if i can make a dollar off of it uh, to me it's not look, stupid look i i am i am uh i am a capitalist i'm a corporate whore um, I was, I was gonna, well, play, I was gonna I, play the drop, and 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 I'm all for people inventing things and making money off of it. Uh-huh. So if there's a market out here for this, uh-huh. great. But boy, is this dumb. Well, I, here's the thing: I think you're stupid to pay eleven dollars for a six pack of water. That that's the price of this. So a Republican entrepreneur, I shouldn't tell you what I pay for uh, an eight pack of Liquid Death, but oh boy, canned water. Oh, oh. you drink canned water. We, we, how many times like have we had that. this conversation? That's right. We have, yeah. we have. We have. We have. Stop drinking at night. You forget things. I do. <laughs> and it carries over to the next morning. <laughs> My Lord. Um, so you have this Republican entrepreneur who is launching Freedom 2.0, which is a bottled water targeted at thirsty Republican voters and promising the taste of liberal tears. Six packs go for $11, and they just hit the Internet on October 27th, which was timed for the anniversary of one of Ronald Reagan's most significant speeches. And they also got a Times Square billboard to debut it as well. As for liberals, let them drink. I guess this is, uh, uh, is it called Perrier? Perrier. Perrier. I've never had that before. (laughs) Perrier, Perrier. Oh, my God. Never had that before. Where did you grow up? You're messing with us. No, I'm dead serious. I've never had that before. You've, You've never even heard of it? I've seen Pellegrino, the green bottle sparkling water, but not, not Perrier. No. 
No. Are you messing with us? He, he's I'm the, not that serious. He's the most blue collar <laughs> out of like we're actually Don. We're 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 elitist. You guys are elitist. D bags yeah, for knowing are. what it is. You know what? I'm tired of working with these elitists. <laughs> Get me some common folk around here. But no, I've never I've never heard that before. I'm sure if I've seen the bottle, I'll be like, oh yeah, okay, I've seen that before. Uh, but the inventor of this, who is 36, has found success uh, in many different levels of business, from auto racing to video games and tech, and came up with this idea while being on the sofa of her South Florida home saying, I was watching the Republican debate and a light went off. She told the New York Post. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, um, we have the gra- uh, the graphic, the picture of the bottle. And uh, I think Daniel Valdez and Phil will put this up. There so if you're is, on yeah. YouTube... So it's a um, freedom to freedom to O. That's correct. It says water for deplorables. And it's got a little image of Hillary Clinton. I'm sorry. If you buy this, if you buy this, you're a sucker. Uh, Well, there's 17, 16 point, uh, 16 point nine ounce bottles. So you get a six pack of the uh, the 17 ounce bottles basically for eleven dollars. Now, see, I would pay. I would give that a shot if I if it was an alkaline water. Because I drink alkaline water from the days when I had reflux, and I drink coffee in the morning, and I'm talking, and I don't want to get hoarse or have to clear my throat on the air. So that's why I drink alkaline water. I would try a six pack for seven uh, for eleven bucks if that was alkaline water. But if that is just your natural, you know, normal purified spring water, so to speak, not doing it. But I do think the point being, I think there's a market for this. Of course there is. But you know, I just so I duck duck goat it, and what came up, what comes up first, Freedom Water drinkfreedomwater.com and it's um not this but it's alkaline water bottled alkaline water all sales support soldiers veterans and see, families i would see, buy that see that is if if this money was going for some charity mm-hmm. thing like that i would 100 mm-hmm. yeah. support it. okay but if it's just you know some some person wanting to get rich off of you know suckers <laughs> well then I'm, you know that's the name of the game in a lot of markets yeah, right for a lot of products I think if it's made if it's made in America, I think if you mention which kind of woke company you're offering the alternative to, if you can find somebody that's an investor, if you have a good business plan, you make it affordable, and then you advertise on twelve ten WPHD. Yeah. yeah, I think you have a chance to succeed in this market. Yeah, now if they want to advertise, I, well, I will, yes, because 100%. as we know, I'm a capitalist and a corporate <laughs> whore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He grabbed that too. Freedom 2-0. I'm telling you, it might be on the market. I think this person could do quite well for a little bit. <laughs> Spaceballs, the three, the flamethrower. Oh boy, I missed that line. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, you you so uh, there you go. Freedom 2-0. If you want to uh, duck, duck, go it uh, or check it out and uh, grab yourself a six pack because it's water for the deplorables out there. 855-839-1210 is the number. All right, New York Magazine, they have come out and they have said after further review, lockdowns were an experiment that failed tremendously. We will give you a little audio and some uh, details and just how when we talk about lockdowns, where this actually originated from, not just from China, but from a former president and a vision that he had 20 years ago. We'll get to that. Kale and Company as we continue. Cut sheet at 745 right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Tony Bruno coming up 825. What's on the cut sheet in just about eight or nine minutes? A lot of people weighing in this morning. By the way, we've posted uh, on Twitter at 1210WPHT the Morning Mystery movie clip segment yesterday that went terribly, terribly bad. 
Uh, just it was just wrong on every level, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I had a nuclear meltdown. Um, and people are now responding, and I think they're trying to. They they have to be doing this to see if you try to get me to act up, I'm not going to. It has to be organic. But uh, Rick Rick on Twitter says, "Oh, that's easy. That clip was from Training Day." Which, of course, that clip was not from Training Day. So <laughs> we are still getting the answers wrong, although I think this guy on Twitter is just, just trying to get me to do what I just did there. Yeah, you can uh, you can see all that. And by the way, we post all kinds of uh, uh, videos and audio all day long. So mm-hmm. if you're not following the radio station Twitter page, uh, at yeah. 1210WPHT, uh, give us a follow on the Twitter page because we're posting clips from all the shows um, um, all day long. Yeah, and by the way, too, we haven't promoted the merchandise in a while. Don't Uh-oh. forget, the 1210 merch store is still available. It is. 1210WPHT.com 1210WPHT.com it, There's a, in the right-hand corner it says like the merch store. Or yes. Like that. You can get everything uh, that you want from all of your hosts right there. There you go. 855-839-1210 the number. So, you know, it's always amazing how a lot of these you know, left-wing rags and publications like New York Magazine will they'll arrive at the same conclusion that the conspiracy theorists arrived at just about two and a half, three years later. Um, and this is a very, very long story. But before we get to that and some of the excerpts from it, I want to play you this clip. Now, first of all, New York Magazine uh, yesterday with a long feature called COVID Lockdowns, a giant experiment that was a failure. A key lesson of the pandemic. We're going to get to that in just a second. But I want to play you this clip first. This was Bill Maher from his HBO show, Real Time with Bill Maher. I want to say this clip is a little dated. Uh, It was towards the end of the pandemic. It was Bill Maher, uh, former governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, and one school board member, school district employee, and you'll hear him here. I'm not really sure what his name is, but his name's really irrelevant. Talking about asking for the forgiveness and uh, yes, lockdowns were a failure, but we, at the time we didn't know, blah, 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 blah. This isn't old. This just happened Friday. Are you sure? And the guy is Scott Galloway. Okay, so why is he referring to... Uh, so I saw the, I watched the, the longer version of it. It looks like he's referring to Cuomo like he's still re- presiding uh, over... This is why you have to stop getting your news from Twitter and read the <laughs> entire story! No, I didn't, I, didn't see the, I didn't see any story. I just saw the video clip here, okay. which ties into this New York Magazine story. Okay, so this is new. So then yes. that's, either way, it's good then. Yes, so, but you. the point being, yes, it was a massive <laughs> failure. And I want to talk about, you know, when it comes to forgiveness for a moment. But let's listen to this clip first. Real-time HBO, Bill Maher. Take a listen. Well, I was on the board of my kids' school during covid I wanted a harsher lockdown policy, and in retrospect, I was wrong. The, the, the damage to kids of keeping them out of school longer was greater than the risks. But here's the bottom line. Myself, our, our great people, the CDC, I'd like to think the governor, we were all operating with imperfect information, and we were doing our best. So yeah, it's, 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 well, so let's, but let's learn from it. Let's learn from it. Let's learn from it. Let's hold each other accountable. But let's bring a little bit of grace and forgiveness in the yeah. show that was Yeah. Okay, so, so let's talk about this a little bit, and we'll tie in the New York Magazine article as well. So you're asking for forgiveness. That's fine. I got that. You know, I'm, I'm a Christian. I know I don't act like it a lot, but I am. So, you know, I, I do believe in forgiveness in the whole bit. But here's the thing. This thing has continued to play out into the school year of 2023 remember back in august we were talking about some 
High school football games in California canceled because of COVID outbreaks. We have still seen in 2022 schools, uh, you know, shutting down because of a little outbreak. We got to clean and scrub the hallways and the classrooms and all this other stuff. So one, one of three things. Okay, I forgive you. I got you. Don't keep making the same mistake. Secondly, how about not only admitting you were wrong, he talks about accountability there. To me, there are people that need to lose jobs over this. And whatever other type of repercussion exists, that needs to happen as well. But also, what about an apology to everybody who came to the realization on this side of the ledger, so to speak, and I'm talking about the majority of our audience right here on 1210 WPHT and other people that think the way we do, like we realized by at least late 2021, let's call it 12 to 18 months into this thing, that this was detrimental to kids, that kids were not at risk, that people like Randy Weingarten and the teachers union were playing politics and playing games. And it continued well through 2022. So like, I got you from the forgiveness standpoint, but this was, we quickly realized if you were overweight, if you had some comorbidities, if you were in the elder population, those were the people that needed to be protected. And I don't know that you can quantify today and I don't know how long it will take, but we'll get to like, you know, 2032 and there will be all this data and all these studies that shows the true detrimental impact and effect of lockdowns um, for kids from learning disabilities to addictions that were developed. People drank more. People became addicted to social media. You had mental health crises and breakdowns, suicides, uh, businesses that were shuttered. Maybe, and I'm trying to find the silver lining in this, maybe if you are a business owner or you own a major company, maybe you realized, hey, you know what? Maybe I can cut down on overhead. Maybe I don't need to pay the rent for a 27,000 square foot facility. I can have people work from home, go smaller. But I would say that that's probably one of the very few positives that you might have came to the realization of during the pandemic. So, Let's get some thoughts. Dawn, your thoughts on this, because like this was you were if you tried to stand up against the schools, you were labeled anti-science. And now three and a half years later, it's like, you know what? <laughs> this whole thing that we tried, it didn't work. It was a failure. Please forgive us. We, we we operated under the assumptions that we had at the time. But yet the deplorables seem to have it figured out by uh, April of 2021 when the boosters were rolling out. Yet the schools they tried to continue playing a different game otherwise. Yeah, I mean, that's just it. Where was the great... I mean, this is like... You know what this is like? This is like your significant other, uh, after they, like, cheat on you and ruin your life or yeah. whatever... Ten years and later. Ten years later. You and, were right. And, yeah, and go, oh, well, where's the grace? Yes. You should forgive me. Yes. It's like, really? Um, where was the grace... Where was the grace then? Mm-hmm. Correct. And it's like, you know, you can sit there and say better late than never, I guess. No, no. Here's the thing. I I have grace. I have forgiveness. I do. But for this person to come out when they know that this is going to clobber them in the upcoming elections and all of a sudden they want grace and they want forgiveness, really? Mm -hmm. Well, then all of y'all need to come together and rehire all the people. There are cops here in Philadelphia. I have a girlfriend who lost her job at a hospital. Because she would not get, she did, for her her personal reasons and mm-hmm. for medical reasons, she would not get the COVID right. um, when it was still under emergency. Yeah. She lost her job. Mm-hmm. And, there are, and there are first responders like that. There are right. cops like that. No. 
there are school kids who've, who've undergone, I mean, their lives, the pathways of their lives have been altered in bad ways. And now we have a mental health crisis. Mm-hmm. We have businesses. What about all the people who, whose businesses were shut down? I mean, it's been a hot mess. Well, the thing, and now the, you want grace? The th- Give me a freaking break. The thing that really steams me up about it is, you know what's going to happen. When this happens again, and it will, and let's hope it doesn't happen for another 100 years and we're all gone at that point, they'll go back to the same measures that failed. You, you know that's going to be in place. I'm telling you, remember I said this all, um, all summer and all fall, September and October. Just wait. You will hear, we will, I guarantee you, I promise you, when we come out of Thanksgiving break, you are going to have a story from a school district. I don't know where it will be. My guess is California, hopefully not Philly. Uh, I don't care if it happens in New York, but it will come from one of these cities that will go back to the same dated failed experiment and they will say, uh, re-implementing uh, five-day mask mandates in the school just because of yeah. the uh, large gatherings and the traveling that occurs during the holidays. You know that will happen in some left-wing school district. Absolutely. Take, take that to the bank. You're so right. And that's why people have to remember. just remember because everything, there's so much going on that people forget. Mm-hmm. They do forget. That's correct. And, and because there's, I mean, Greg was teasing you the other minute, oh, you forget stuff, but truthfully, we're all on overload with mm-hmm. there's so much information coming at us every not just every day yeah. every hour and and so you know what i mean so people have that short memory we no this coming up i mean we're a week away mm-hmm. tuesday remember and yeah. and for sure when you look at potus 2024 when you look at the, the election upcoming in a year please remember this and don't give grace on election day yeah. make sure that they are punished for what they did to all of us. Let me let me give you just a, a few excerpts. This is a very... I mean, there's no way I could do this on the radio for a show. Uh, this New York Magazine article. But there's, there's three different paragraphs on the first four pages I just want to highlight for you. Uh, on April 8th, 2020, the Chinese government lifted its lockdown of Wuhan. It lasted 76 days, two and a half months during which no one was allowed to leave the industrial city of 11 million people or even leave their homes. The Chinese government, however, was committed to this zero COVID strategy, as it was called, in mid-March 2020, by time which more than 50 million people had been forced into lockdowns. China recorded its first day since January with no domestic transitions. But by March 2022, as they tried to reinstall some of these, people reacted with fury, screaming from their balconies, writing bitter denunciations on social media, and in some cases committing suicide then they go and look at what happened in the united states and in the uk especially where lockdowns went from being regarded as something that only an authoritarian government would attempt to an example of quote following the science but i mentioned a former president this actually goes back to gw bush despite the lack of scientific evidence lockdowns didn't come out of nowhere at least not in the u.s they had been discussed and argued over by scientists since 2005 when, as the story goes, President George W. Bush read John M. Barry's book, The Great Influenza, about the 1918 pandemic, saying, quote, this happens every hundred years. Bush is supposed to have said after finishing the book, we need a national strategy. So to me, from what I gather from that, and it's a really interesting read. It's long, but if you want to check it out, it's on nymag.com. These are things that it's not like this Fauci just came rolling out in March of 2020 and said, hey, why don't we try this? Like, these are things that have been considered by presidents and administrations going back almost two decades or at the time, 15 years before. So 
Very interesting on yeah. that front. I here's the thing, you know, and that that fires me up that whole comment about grace because there's a religious connotation to it, right? Right. God gives grace. So if if people who did all this want God's grace, fine, but I'm not God. And and I feel like they can go to hell. Wow. They damaged our kids. They damaged our society. They did. They 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 damaged all of us. And we don't even really we don't even understand fully you know, as the years goes on, then, and I have conversations even with my kids, schools. I mean, you talk to grandparents who passed away in nursing homes. I mean, all of it, just all of it, what they did to us. And I'm not talking about initially. Obviously, that was a panic and we had a pandemic and people were dying. Everybody was worried and scared. But at some point, they knew. And Fauci has admitted that, that they knew things. And remember the back and forth with the mask? That's when we started getting a a whiff mm-hmm. of of things like what in, yep. in the cloth mask and then you saw even people in the media remember we aired that report and you saw somebody like doing the you know showing somebody sneezing with the cloth mask and everything was going all over the place so no they knew at some point this was about control it was about power it was about politics and yeah it's part of why trump has support because it just felt like they were using all of this pandemic to take down Trump, yep. just like they're now trying to use DOJ in the courts to take down Trump. So, no, I, you know what? Uh, go to God for grace. I'm a, I'm a mom who is furious over this, and I will never, I, it would take years for me to f- forgive those in charge. I'm not talking about people who just believed and followed like a bunch of blind sheep. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about them. Yeah. They were just stupid <laughs> or blind or whatever. Yes. But, but, uh, you know, I'm talking about leadership. They had the information. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. And they should never be forgiven. And they should have, you know, political damnation, if you will, as far as the Democrats and the, and that Randy Weingarten and that teachers union lady, all those people, evil. Yep. Shame. Here's Randy. Really pisses me off. All right. Mm-hmm. 750. Let's get to a Wednesday edition of What's on the Cut Sheet. What's on the Cut Sheet? What's on the Cut Sheet on this Wednesday is brought to you by our good friends at Cherry Hill Volvo, where they have ample inventory of brand new and beautiful pre-owned Volvos. Enjoy the luxury experience you deserve. They always go the extra mile for their customers because relationships matter at Cherry Hill Volvo. Check them out at Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Okay. Uh, yesterday was a huge hearing by the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. They had their annual Threats to the Homeland oh, hearing. No. Uh, with FBI Director Christopher Wray, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, and NCTC Director Christine Abizai. Abizai? I don't know. Um, You're talking to the guy who doesn't know Perrier versus Perrier. <laughs> Damn if I know. Um, a lot of explosive testimony, a lot of really interesting things happened uh, with it, especially for people who were super interested in privacy, like myself. Uh, because they were debating the the FISA the uh, the FISA uh, Act ends at the end of the year, and they they want to reinstate it, Section seven hundred two, where they can uh, it requires government to get a warrant before searching through foreign surveillance data for information on Americans. Christopher Ray opposes that proposal, uh, which I think is very interesting, and it also shows you where his head is at. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, all three of their opening statements talked about the recent attacks on Israel uh, by Hamas on October seventh. 
And Christopher Ray's testimony started with protests. Cut one. Go. Uh, Vice Chair Collins, uh, distinguished members of the Appropriations Committee, thank you for this opportunity to testify before you today. Sitting there, it's like stoic. It really is an amazing visual, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I, do, I do recognize that people feel very passionately, but I ask that we have order in this hearing room and respect our speakers. We will move forward with the hearing uh, and allow the people here and the American people to hear from their witnesses. Sen- wow. So uh, then he started his uh, testimony, as I discussed earlier, and then this happened. Cut to okay. to defend itself the way it does so matters. In our discussions with the Israeli government, the president and I have both stressed the need for Israel to operate by the rule of You're the terrorist. The committee will suspend. Let them be at the table. Why aren't they at the table? Why does she, why does she sound 12? Secretary Blinken, you may continue. Thank, Thank you. you, Chair. These nut jobs. That's a grown adult there wearing a book bag. She sounds like she's <laughs> nine. I guarantee you she's got a TikTok account. Uh, all right. Yeah, so it started with... Uh, By the way, how do we feel about these people just showing up like this? And I get it. It's, you know, it's, their, free, it's, it's their right to do that. They, they can protest. I know. It's just... The, you know, it no, just, we can mock them. They're just... They're just a, distru- a disruption and a disturbance. Like, just get out of here. Sometimes disruptions and disturbances are good. I agree. It makes for good content. But I don't. I'm not saying I did. I agree with what they're saying because I a hundred percent don't. Right. Um. But you know, like, look, it, it, this this country was founded on protests. I know. Let's I keep know. protesting. Right. Yes. I'm not against the protest at all. Um. So, uh, Senator Bill Haggerty from Tennessee, your former senator there, yes. Nick, uh, he <clears throat> he started it off by asking uh, Secretary Blinken about uh, taxpayer dollars and if it's going to and if it went to fund the October seventh Hamas terrorist attack. Uh, he's he's asked three times, refuses to say one way or another. Oh, good. Cut twelve. Go. I think the question I'd like to ask is, has, can you guarantee us that, that no taxpayer money, no U.S. taxpayer money, went to fund the attack that Hamas delivered in Israel on October the 7th? So we have, and we've had uh, from day one, uh, and we'll get, obviously get back to you in, the, in, in response to this letter, a robust monitoring, inspection, uh, verification system for the assistance that goes uh, to uh, any international organization. Uh, and including- Can you guarantee, though, that U.S. taxpayer dollars didn't go to Hamas to help fund this attack on October the 7th? So everything uh, that we're doing in terms of uh, making sure that the assistance is used for purposes for which it's uh, designated, not for other purposes, as I said, we have a robust system in place. Um, can I can I share my concern, this, Mr. Secretary, to be more specific about this? Uh, in May of 2021, I traveled to Israel after the 11-day war. I met with Prime Minister Netanyahu with his national security advisor. They briefed me and my team on the fact that every humanitarian aid dollar, every foreign aid dollar that goes into Gaza is controlled by Hamas. They either direct it, they tax it, or they divert it. They even take pipes intended for the water system for civilians. And 
turn those into rockets that are aimed at, at, uh, at Israel. We've seen Hamas's own videos demonstrating this. So I'm going to come back and ask you, can you guarantee that U.S. taxpayer dollars weren't used in October 7th? What, what, what I can guarantee is that um, we take every possible precaution to ensure that these... <laughs> it's these, like a robot. Uh, use the word robust one more time. There we go. Uh, Anthony. No, no H in there. So a couple of things. Uh, I think our buddy Sean Farage made a really good point yesterday where we see, he says something to the effect that we've got to stop funding all of these sorts of operations uh, abroad. And secondly, I mean, I mentioned this about 45 minutes ago. The humanitarian um, crisis that's going on with those in Gaza. Like Hamas will... You just heard it right there. They will literally take funding that is intended for their civilians for the sake of water and use it for rockets against Israel to further their you know their their mission statement so to speak against those of uh, Jewish descent and when you got Blinken there what was he handed in the beginning he's like well we'll get we'll get back to you on that and he immediately pivots from being unprepared for whatever he was given to using the word robust multiple <laughs> times without actually answering the question yep we got to stop funding these operations because if you give them no dollars then no American tax dollar can end up in the hands of the terrorists um, FBI director Christopher Ray was next up. Uh, you mentioned this earlier, Nick. Uh, he warned Hamas terrorists may conduct acts here on our own soil. So, you've been warned, Americans. Cool. Get ready. Yes. Cut 13, Phil. Go. But as I said a few moments ago, on top of the homegrown violent extremists and domestic violent extremist threat, we also cannot and do not discount the possibility that Hamas or another foreign terrorist organization may exploit the current conflict to conduct attacks here on our own soil. We have kept our sights on Hamas and have multiple ongoing investigations into individuals affiliated with that foreign terrorist organization. Awesome. So when he says domestic <laughs> terrorists, is he talking about radicalized extremist terrorists that are domestically here that are american that have converted to this radical faction wing of the muslim faith or is he talking about american american domestic terrorists because i would argue that you have a lot of nerve to sit there and say that you know we're we're vulnerable here from you know hamas and other organizations while simultaneously being focused on grandmothers on january 6th and parents at school board. You know, the FBI seems very, very hell-bent on um, spending a lot of time, money, and resources on conservative individuals in this nation. Maybe if we just dedicated the majority of our resources to the ones that want to fly buildings or fly planes into buildings, maybe this wouldn't have to be a speech that you have to issue on uh, October 31st. That's just me, though. Senator Rand Paul ask, um, asking the FBI director... Uh, Twitter's role in um, in what's happening. Did the FBI pay Twitter to moderate content? You know, this was brought out in the uh, Twitter, Twitter files, files yes. by uh, our buddy Matt Taibbi, yep. uh, who showed that there was a uh, there was a bill that was paid in excess, of, I believe, three million dollars, yes. something like that, yes. uh, for. Uh, for the moderating of content on Twitter or taking stuff down or whatever. Cut four here, Phil, go. Director A, did the FBI, FBI pay Twitter money to moderate uh, content moderation? 
I'm not aware of us paying money to moderate content there or anywhere what else. The, what was the $3 million for that the FBI gave that's been revealed in Twitter files, which has been characterized by those writing the Twitter files as payment for content moderation? Basically, they said Twitter, you know, you guys were meeting with them all the time, and you had them taking down so many posts, they said, well, gosh, it's a lot of work. Why don't you pay us? And so you did. You paid them $3 million. Are you aware of the payment? I'm not aware of that specific payment, but I can tell you that when it comes to payments, uh, going back well over four decades, when we are required by federal law, when a company, like in this instance a provider, uh, goes through expenses to produce information, uh, we're required to reimburse them for those expenses. And so I think that a lot of the questions about payments revolve around exactly that. So it, it is a slippery slope when we talk about what Twitter pulls down as far as content moderation with free speech. If it's Twitter alone on their own discretion, that's not a violation of your First, right, uh, First Amendment rights. But when the government is telling Twitter to take certain things down, that is the violation of the First Amendment rights. The government cannot censor your speech. So that's the interesting part there. Also, um, take note there. Rand Paul actually had a conversation that didn't involve Tony Fauci and COVID. <laughs> I thought he was specifically focused on Fauci alone, yep. which I applaud him for. Uh, and then the last thing I would say, for all of Matt Taibbi's great journalism, what was his reward? A random knock at the door by the IRS. Yep, that's brought up. Um, Just randomly. That's brought up, too, in one of these clips. Uh, one more with Rand Paul and FBI uh, Director Ray about the FBI meeting with social media companies. You know, the FBI and these social media companies were really uh, in bed with one another for the majority of a couple of years here. Yep. Uh, cut six here, Phil. Go. The First Amendment. Director Ray, same question. Is the FBI still meeting with social media companies? Uh, we're having some interaction with social media companies, but uh, but all of those interactions have changed fundamentally uh, in the wake of the court's rulings. That's sort of an acknowledgement that perhaps you weren't just talking about national security, child pornography, and human trafficking, right? You had other areas of, of discussion that did involve constitutionally protected speech. No, no, that's not an acknowledgement of but that. Then how did you change your behavior? Uh, out of an abundance of caution, uh, in, in order to make sure that we don't run afoul of any court ruling, I would say, by the way, of course, that the injunction has been stayed uh, by the Supreme Court. Did, did any uh, anybody from the FBI ever discuss constitutionally protected speech with social media organizations? Not to my understanding. Vaccine efficacy, never discussed any post concerning vaccine efficacy? Well, uh, certainly not, because to my understanding, uh, as, as you know, the, the FBI was the first and for a long time the only agency in the intelligence community to assess that the COVID origin was most likely from a lab leak. Com- uh, so the you, idea I, that we I, were I engaging you, I in... I commend you for yeah. that, but the Twitter files and other indications, as well as the Missouri versus Biden, list many cases of both DHS and FBI discussing constitutionally protected speech, vaccine efficacy, mask e- efficacy, um, people who said, my brother got the vaccine and died yesterday, and the brother actually did die, but proof of cause and effect is one thing. But taking down posts like that was part of the discussion in these meetings. Not by the FBI. We, we would not have been engaging with social media companies about vaccine efficacy, to my knowledge, certainly. 
Well, I would like to think at this point moving forward in time that this is not happening with X, considering Elon Musk, one of his main reasons for purchasing X was this specifically. But I'd be willing to take it to the bank that this is still happening with Google, with Facebook, with YouTube and those companies. And by the way, they mentioned Missouri v. Biden, that obviously going to the Supreme Court. Um, if you value free speech and whether the government should be able to step in, uh, Keep an eye on that and keep searching that every couple of weeks uh, because I think that is going to be one of the most monumental cases moving forward. Absolutely. Uh, let me grab Mark. He is in Turnersville, New Jersey, and he's got some thoughts on, I believe, what Dawn had to say with doctors and COVID. Mark, you go right ahead, sir. Thanks. Uh, yeah, and I do agree with what Dawn said. Uh, I mean, we can't let uh, these politicians right now that are just looking for votes off the hook really easy because... There were so many other dissenting views of very prominent doctors and scientists and experts that were opposing lockdowns. They were opposing uh, shutting schools down. And, they, and then, you know, the government just decided not to listen to any opposing views. So for them to say, you know, uh, we, we, you know we got it wrong and you should have, uh, you should have grace with us, uh, it's, it's disingenuous. And I, and I don't believe it. And I totally agree with Dawn. We cannot let them off the hook for the reasons that I just mentioned. Mark, I completely agree with you, and we appreciate the phone call. And to your point with other, it, it wasn't just conservatives. It wasn't just Republicans. It wasn't just people that are you know don't want the government interfering with their lives. I mean, there was medical professionals. I always forget the guy who here locally, the 70-year-old at the university that was liking tweets, that was basically forced to leave his profession. And he is, a, uh, I believe, an expert in the airborne respiratory viruses so he is very qualified to talk about this stuff and have a different conclusion but to that caller's point mark from turnersville if you didn't fall in line with fauci the cdc the nih the who the rochelle walensky's of the world and anything coming out of this administration even if you were credible i mean you were just basically shunned it was another mark mark tykachinsky thomas jefferson university president yes that's what I'm referring to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All because he was liking tweets, which, by the way, you, a lot of people can like tweets just to have as a frame of reference to go back to. It's a it's a way of bookmarking or chronicling things that you can go back to in time, which is why you actually you'll see some people in their Twitter profile saying retweets and likes are not necessarily endorsements. Yeah. People put that there because we live in a world because if you like something, they just assume that you agree with it. Getting back to the uh, Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee's annual threat to the Homeland hearing, the real star of yesterday's show was Alejandro Mayorkas. Boy, he was just he was he was grilled six ways to Sunday, as he should be um, about all kinds of things. By the way, so uh, Mayorkas was asked by Rand Paul the same question uh, that he asked Christopher Ray about about social media companies. Um, meeting with the FBI with the instructions of taking down content. Uh, this is what he said. Cut five, Phil. Secretary Mayorkas, is uh, DHS still meeting with social media companies to discuss content moderation? Um, Ranking member uh, uh, Paul, you and I have discussed uh, this before. Uh, we do not um, uh, meet with social media companies for the purpose of instructing them to take down content. You have never had any meetings with the social media companies to discuss content moderation. What we have done in the past, Ranking Member Paul, 
as I shared with you previously, is we, along with other federal agencies, have met with social media companies in a public-private partnership to speak of the threats to the homeland so that those companies are alert to them. Do you, think, do a threat, do you think a threat to the homeland is a discussion of vaccine efficacy? <laughs> I, I do not, uh, a ranking member, Paul. And if, I if, you, say. if you'll uh, have your staff read, and I think it would be good for you to read also the Missouri versus Biden case, it lists time and time again discussion of constitutionally protected speech that has nothing to do with national security. So when you say you didn't meet to do with that, yes, you were meeting, you just disagree with the characterization of it. Were you meeting with social media companies to discuss content moderation? And your answer to that is no. Um, what I my answer that, is, that's the a, specific question. Did you meet with them and were you meeting with them to discuss content on the Internet? My Boom. answer remains the same, Ranking Member Paul, that we met on a periodic basis with other federal agencies and a group of social media companies to speak with them about the threat environment that the homeland faced. Right, and this includes discussion of vaccine efficacy, mask efficacy, Hunter Biden's laptop. Are these meetings still occurring? Um, um, Ranking Member Paul, they are not. We, we do not participate in any such And meeting. the reason the meetings aren't occurring is because a federal judge placed an injunction on you and the Biden administration acknowledged that they're not having the meetings. So you need at least acknowledge that the court is talking to you about this and saying what you were doing was violating the First Amendment. Wow. Threat to the homeland. Very interesting. He keeps using threats to the homeland. Uh, speaking of Mayorkas, I, I, I want to take his little phrase there just to weave this story in real quickly. By the way, Texas got a major win in the battle to secure the border, despite this administration's attempt to stop it. So when you hear Mayorkas talk about threat to the homeland, if I'm Rand Paul there, and this was yesterday, so this was on Tuesday, the the ruling came out on Monday where a federal ju- a federal judge ordered the Biden administration to stop cutting razor wire on the fences along the southern border in Texas, meant to stop illegal migrant crossings. They were accused of disassembling, degrading, and tampering miles of razor wire to allow illegal aliens to enter and be processed, and federal agents escalated the matters, trading bolt cutters for an industrial-strength telehandler forklift to dismantle the border fence. And the claim is, well, if they're going to come here and go through the process of being screened, we don't want them to get hurt in the process of coming here illegally. So when this guy refuses to mention the word crisis and he talks about protecting the homeland, this guy is a part of the administration that is disassembling stuff that is meant to prevent and protect your security. Think about that. Well, uh, that's where I'm going to go next, Nick Hale, because he says that there were more than 600,000 known gotaways, as is what they call them. Those are people uh, that come into this country and we lose track of them right. for one reason or another. They just disappear. 600,000. Yep. I mean, think of that. Could, could be here. Could be in New York. 600,000. Could be in Kalamazoo, Michigan. We that's, have no idea. That's bigger than some entire state population. That is 10 stadiums of Eagle fans. Wow. 10. Uh, 600,000. Cut 10, Phil. Go. How many gotaways did CBP record in fiscal year 2023? I believe, um, Senator, that number is over 600,000. And as I'm sure you are well aware, uh, the, the phenomenon of gotaways is something that uh, has been a challenge uh, for 
the Department of Homeland Security for decades. Ah, so it's, it's decades. It's been a it's been a problem for decades. Yeah. Six hundred thousand. And think about it. Once they actually get processed and come through, then they have a court date coming up, and odds are they won't attend that court date. And then we have no idea where these people are, what they are planning, what they are doing. We have lack of information. I mean, that you talk about national security. That's that's the crux of this disaster at the border. Yep. And now we've got guys like Christopher Ray saying, "Well, you know, the terror threat, uh, the terror uh, threat level, alert level is at a whole different level right now." And no, we can't guarantee anything. By the way, streaming live on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/at1210wphd. We're three likes away from 100, so please hit the like button if you're watching right now. Also, if you have not done so, please hit the subscribe button. Our goal is 5,000 subscribers by Thanksgiving, and it, today is November 1st, I believe. So yeah. uh, we are we are closing in on Thanksgiving. So we really need you to hit that subscribe button. Three weeks from today is the last show before Thanksgiving. Yep. Wow. We have three weeks, folks. Oh, my gosh. Ron, uh, Ron Johnson asking the question, uh, how many people have been let into the U.S. during the Biden administration? Uh, Mayorkas uh, refuses to say, doesn't know. Doesn't care. Doesn't care. <laughs> doesn't care. I don't know. Cut nine, Phil. How many people has this administration let in by encountering, processing, dispersing, or that have come in as a known or, or unknown Godaway, what, what, approximately. I don't need an exact number. So what do we got? Senator, let me let me, let me I, say. I need numbers. I, again, don't filibuster me. How many yes. people has this administration led into the country? Let, let me say at the outset that uh, our job would be a lot easier if the broken immigration system was no, fixed. Mr. Secretary, I want a, a number. How many people have you led into this country? I, I should also. How, uh, okay, but I'll, I'll give you the number. It's about six million. I tell you, wow! <laughs> don't fil- don't filibuster! Don't filibuster! I, of all the people that get under my skin with this administration, I've told, I've said this many times on this show. I'll say it again. Mayorkas is he takes the cake. Yeah. That guy is a lightweight, worthless stooge. Uh, I'm going to ban him from the cut sheet. <laughs> he offers nothing. He has no idea. And like, ultimately, it's not his fault. He he's he, he has to answer to those above that are telling him blah blah blah. But it is it's just so embarrassing that our southern border is it's just wide open, wide open. And and then right there, he wanted to sit there and try to go back to the Trump administration. It's like, dude, you guys have been in power for three years. Stop bringing up 2019, 2018, 2017. It is irrelevant. Uh, if you're just tuning in right now at uh, 8.15, we're playing clips. There's a, there's a ton of clips I, that I pulled yesterday from yesterday's Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee annual Threat to the Homeland hearing. Uh, we played Ray, uh, and now we're uh, on to uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. Um, also, Anthony Blinken was in there uh, as well. Uh, Senator Rick Scott asked, uh, can you say that Hamas, Hezbollah, or other Iran-backed terrorists are not in the U.S. currently? after possibly illegally crossing our southern border? Very good question. Uh, I'm sure you know what uh, Mayorkas' response is. Cut 11. Can you say that Hamas, Hezbollah, or other Iran-backed terrorists are not in the U.S. currently um, after possibly illegally crossing our southern border? Um, uh, Senator, uh, let me assure you that anyone who poses a threat to our national security or our public safety is an enforcement priority of ours, and we use our detention capabilities to the fullest extent wow 
And what, look, what the is, hell does that mean? I, I have no idea <laughs> of a whole bunch of nothing as usual. But we have said this in the past that the whole world knows that the southern border is open. So it is not just people from South America. It's not people coming up just from Mexico. I mean, if you want to enter the United States and create some sort of uh, terrorist attack or any sort of crime or any other national security threat, no matter where you're coming from, could be from Iran, could be from China, could be from Russia, could be anywhere in between. You just go to the southern border and you come on up through. Uh, what really made the headlines yesterday, at least on social media, was Senator Josh Hawley um, from Missouri confronting Mayorkas over a DHS employee. I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, a DHS employee posted a, uh, a picture of a hang glider and was basically a free Palestine type thing. It was like a Palestine ad. It was basically a Hamas ad. Or Hamas basically ad, yeah. what it was. Yeah. Uh, so Hawley brought that up and is like, has this person, I, I believe it's a female has this person been dealt with have have they been fired or reprimanded or whatever from their job he doesn't answer and then he he uh the second clip is then him uh, uh self-aggrandizing himself a little bit cut 14 this is how that cl- uh, clip started uh, phil go 14 an employee of the department of homeland security who posted these comments on october the 7th that's not all she posted she also posted this graphic now, this is a fake graphic, I want to be clear, but I think we understand it. This is a paraglider, a Hamas paraglider, depicted here with a machine gun flying into Israel. She posted it under her online alias with the celebratory Free Palestine. Mm-hmm. Mr. Secretary, what, what's going on here? Is this, is this typical of, of people who work at DHS? This is an asylum and immigration officer who is posting these, frankly, pro-genocidal slogans and images on the day that Israelis are being slaughtered in their beds. What have you done about this? Four things I'd like to say to you. We've got four. Number one, your question to suggest that that is emblematic of the men and women of the Department of Homeland Security is despicable. I'm sorry, what have you, this person works for the Department of Homeland Security. Have you Mm. fired her? That was one of four answers. Have you fired her? One. Have you fired her? Don't come to this hearing room when Israel has been invaded and Jewish students are barricaded in libraries in this country and cannot be escorted out because they are threatened for their lives. You have employees who are celebrating genocide and you are saying it's despicable for me to ask the question? Woo. That is a roast job in a half. It's not only just DHS. It is this administration. It is those on the left. It's those in Ivy League institutions. Um, this celebratory... And by the way, that the paraglider there... Think about that. Some people go paragliding for fun. Hamas uses paragliding and hang gliding while strapped with machine guns to yep. come in and kill people from the air. And that image right there, that graphic... First of all, that, that is a fireable offense. I mean, if that person... Imagine was, something they put on Twitter. <laughs> a fireable offense, imagine, Nick imagine, imagine if I did that for Odyssey. I wouldn't see the next show, right? I'd be out. And then somebody would say, well, is that what Odyssey represents? Of course, no, that's not what Odyssey represents. Well, by you continuing to employ that person, you basically condone and accept that message. But that visual right there, the the way some people that are pro-Hamas have used that image, they're using it like it's the... um, 
Remember Jerry West was the logo for the NBA? Yeah. Like the visual, like. Mm-hmm. Yes, still like, is, right? Yes, he still is. And like that is, that's what that is right there. And you got somebody in your, in, in your organization, in your administration, your agency promoting that. And, and it's acceptable because you use the word free Palestine and not Hamas. By the way, I, I could be wrong. Um, I pulled these uh, very early this morning, so I don't know if I'm, I'm wrong, but I, I don't think he actually answers the question on if this person has been fired no. or reprimanded. I don't or know not. that he got to the four things he was trying to say before Holly clotheslined him. Well, it, it's uh, so he goes into a a, a monologue here uh, after Holly kind of keeps going with what he was saying. This is the second part of that clip, okay. and then he uh, Myricus brings up his heritage and why he is uh, he, why. He's immune from everything because of his background. Mm. Cut 16, Phil. No, has, has she admitted, contrary to law, individuals who should not be in this country or denied Jewish refugees, whose genocide she's advocating, asylum that they deserve? Same answer. You're not going to tell us what this person's done? Are you conducting a review of her cases at least? Senator, as I have said over and over again, I cannot speak to an ongoing. You said that you will not. I can't believe that you would come to this committee knowing this. You know about this. Why can't you speak about it? Why can't you speak to an ongoing personnel matter? I have no idea. I mean, this is basically one of your low-level functionaries, so to speak. Exactly. This is somebody that works underneath you. Either. Either yes, she's being dealt with, or yes, she's fired, or or she's going. Yeah, right, right there. You just said it. She. Yes, we are. we are, we are looking, you know, just give some sort of uh, acknowledgement to the graphic, how it's unacceptable, and how you are conducting an investigation. You're, you know, you're combing through the evidence. You're doing your due diligence. Just say something, dude. Yeah, yeah. He had nothing for all. And by the way, this is the other thing that's so fur- infuriating about these proceedings all the time. He gets they, into it at, at, in, yeah. later on in the clip, by the way. They, yeah. they, they, they just always seem to come unprepared. Like, yeah, you know. know what you're there I for. <laughs> like, at least come up with a lie that somebody, that at least one person watching might believe. It would like us, uh, it's like us opening the microphone at 6 o'clock and be like, well, guys. What do you want to get into today? We got nothing today. Yeah. So, uh, what do you want to talk about? Right. Dawn, you have any baking recipes yeah. that, uh, <laughs> that you think yeah. the audience might want to know about? Yeah, that's about sports, sports radio in July. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to pick up where I left off, Phil. Uh, go. About it. And you come here unwilling to answer and suggest that it is wrong of me to ask you the question. Quite frankly, Mr. Secretary, I think that your performance is despicable. And I think the fact that you are not willing to provide answers to this committee is absolutely atrocious. Mr. Chairman, may I? Like, if you'd like to have a, a minute to respond, you were oh, allowed to. I would, and I'm not sure I'll limit it to 60 seconds. That's fine. Mm. Number one. Uh, what I found despicable is the implication uh, that uh, this language, tremendously odious, um, uh, actually could be emblematic of the sentiments of the 260,000 men and women of the Department of Homeland Security, number one. Number two, uh, Senator Hawley takes an adversarial approach to me in this question and perhaps he doesn't know my own background. Perhaps he does not know that I am the child of a Holocaust survivor. Perhaps he does not know that my mother lost almost all her family 
at the hands of the Nazis. And so I find his adversarial tone to be entirely misplaced. I find it to be disrespectful of me and my heritage. And I do not expect an apology, but I did want to say what I just articulated. Thank you. Mr. Chairman, can, can I just respond since he has referenced me personally? Senator Holly, we need to move on. Senator. Nope, uh, sorry. No, can't do that, sir. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. I would argue that it's disrespectful to the American people that you come unprepared and unwilling to talk about what you are doing when Americans have legit concerns about their national security. I would be so you want to talk about disrespectful, Mr. Mayorkas? Um, I think it's disrespectful how you literally say nothing every time. We have you front and center. Uh, Tom uh, Tom on the YouTube chat writes uh, that she did not get fired. Apparently, Hannity covered this on a show, and she did not get fired. So, um, interesting, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I don't know what the basis for her not being fired is, but I, I certainly would have. I would imagine it's a pretty easy process, right? I mean, yeah. it's not like, you're, it's not like you have a contract yeah, or exactly. guaranteed money. So... All right, that'll do it for what's on the cut sheet. Tony Bruno is on deck, but right now at 825, we get to Dawn Stenzel's Big 3 at 8. It's the Big 3 at 8 on Kaling Company. Big 3 at 8, sponsored this morning by Consumer Cellular on this day of frost and freeze warnings for this evening. And boy, Governor Phil Murphy had a bad Halloween night. Speaking of a freeze out saying he's outraged by global offshore wind developer Orsted suddenly canceling the deal and pulling out of wind turbine projects. This is a huge local story with national ramifications. It's making international headlines right now. We're talking about Ocean Wind 1 and 2, including a massive 98-turbine wind farm that would have been built about 15 miles off the coast of Atlantic City. So Murphy hoping, of course, he had hoped that New Jersey would be a huge clean energy hub for the entire Northeast, building the largest wind farms in the nation. Not so much anymore. Mm-hmm. But Another loss for Mr. Murphy. Big loss for yeah, him. Huge loss. So the latest is that the Murphy administration is pursuing every legal avenue to sue or to legally perhaps force them back into the deal. So we're trying to follow these latest developments and legal maneuvers that the Murphy administration is putting forth. On a brighter note, on a brighter note, New Jersey apparently will be an East Coast hub for Netflix. It's um, one step closer to building this new Netflix studio in the state. They want to create a $900 million production facility at the studio. And this would be Monmouth County at the Fort Monmouth Army Base there in Monmouth County. Mm-hmm. So huge um, for Netflix, a lot of jobs as it would be an East Coast hub streaming service planning to build 12 sound stages, production support, a backlot. I would much rather have Nick Kale and <laughs> Mega Mega Man and everybody go and, you know, survey the new Netflix East Coast hub rather than like Kensington at night. Yeah, but I'm very, just saying. You're looking out for our safety. Yeah. Yes, thank you very much. Be, be better. All right. <laughs> this is the Day of the Dead. And here in Philadelphia, we do have, in the Philadelphia region, we have a growing population, Hispanic population, and especially a Mexican population. So the Day of the Dead, this is not Halloween. A lot of people confuse them. It's celebrated today, November 1st, and November 2nd. It is said that November 1st, the children who have passed away come back to visit, and then the following day, the adults 
visit for the festivities. God. So we have major celebrations in like Kennett Square. It's all week through Saturday. West mm-hmm. Philadelphia, Love Park, music, like a hogwash. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I'll give you a break. It's kind of cool. It's like voodoo. It is. Is that is that what that, that's what that would be considered? Well, it's, that's in the same like. Um, no, I no. It's just it's all dopey. Well, yeah. Well, don't say that. It's a tradition. It's like to who? Uh, it's a huge. This goes back to the altar for the Dia Dia de los Muertos. Yeah, yeah. It's a tradition. So we have a huge. I looked up the population, and according to the Census Bureau, sixty million United States residents are overall Latino and Hispanic. Eighteen, and that's at eighteen and a half percent of the mm-hmm. country's population. So sixty million, and nearly a quarter of a million live. In the city of Philadelphia, which is fifteen oh, more than fifteen percent of the city's population, I understand why Don said that out because it's a Hispanic thing. People might take what I said as racist. Yes, it's, it's, I know. It's, I was it's, to, it's not. I have. Said, I, I had no idea right. that it was a Hispanic. Right, right, right. Yeah. I thought it was. He thought you know, I was. It's like a movie, that, you know, because of the, you thought it was like a Hollywood thing off the Netflix because it yeah. was that little movie. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it actually is a thing. And the Catholic schools have off today. Do they right? really? Because it's yeah. So, so th- I don't know if it's because everybody they let the kids go out because we have All Saints Day. Right, there's a lot of Catholic traditions. Day of the Dead also this. also the day when uh, like senators and congressmen come back from, from the <laughs> uh, Diane Feinstein will be making a return appearance. Yes, <laughs> but Love Park, um, a lot of food. They have sweetbreads and orange blossom and honey and all these great music and designers. So, so it's a big thing. Big so thing. It's all week. Big day. And everything's a week. Everything's a whole. Week. You notice how celebrations now are stretched out for longer periods of time now. Have you noticed that? I kind of like it. I just want to find the best. I love Cuban food is my all time favorite. Mm-hmm. So I always like put it out there. Uh, and I'm, I'm I'm talking about an authentic Cuban restaurant. It's okay. the best food ever. Right. It's like home cooked. Better sandwich, the Cuban or the Reuben? Oh, boy. oh my god, hands down, Cuban. I totally agree. I, I think the, I think the food. Reuben is incredibly overrated. Cuban all day. Yeah. Give me the pork. So good. Yes. Oh, so good. I'm not against corn, the corned beef or anything like that, but or the pastrami, <laughs> but Cuban all day. Well, the latest rankings are in as you sift through your kid's Halloween candy bowl. Researchers reveal which candy is the worst for your health or the most sugary. Okay. So number one, nerds have the highest uh, sugar quantity and this is from um, their re- a research group as well as Snun's Boss put this out there. Twizzlers had the least sugar quality, followed by Red Vines. I don't even know. What, oh, the Red Vines are those little licorice. So the licorice has okay. the least. Yeah, I was always I, I always loved a good Twizzler back in the day. It was kind of my go-to at the movie theater for a stretch. Well, they're actually not bad for you, yeah. it turns out, as you look at it. Okay. Sour Patch Kids, so nerds number one, Sour Patch Kids. Number two. Geez, Sour Patch Kids, the things you just drop into a vault of sugar and coat them with? <laughs> what a I shot. never would have thought that. Swedish Fish. Oh, I love Swedish Fish. Came in fish. third. Love it. With um, 70, 77 grams of sugar per 100 grams of product. Yeah. Basically, just one serving of these candies, it should be your entire sugar content for the day. Wait, wait. One So, so that's one, one single Swedish Fish yeah. is the entire sugar you should eat in a day? Yeah. What's the Only. number one? Number one, one was nerds. nerds. Number nerds. Nerds. <laughs> I knew he was searching for something. I saw. I saw his brain operating over there. Uh, so nerds number one, Sour Patch Kids number two, Swedish Fish number three, Candy Corn number four, Skittles number five, Sugar Babies six, Sweet Tarts yeah. seven, 
Charms Blow Pops. You mentioned a Blow Pop the other day. For, yeah. I forget here. And uh, I'm just looking through well, what... Well, the Blow Pop has the gum inside of it. Yes. Which is great. So the truth is, like, a Dove dark chocolate bar is not bad. Yeah, I'm noticing all these candies are, are more of the, like, the fruit-flavored yeah. candies, not the chocolates. Yeah, the chocolates are... Twizzlers are the number one, like, lowest sugar content. Yeah. So healthier, if you will. Yeah, very low energy. It's like the Jeb Bush of candy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, Sean Farage, I, sh- I should have ripped him yesterday, but he was on doing a guest spot, and he had me laughing so much I didn't even <laughs> think about it. He had, um, you know, c- uh, candy corn as his favorite that's, candy. That's the, that's the wrong answer. Which is, uh, I, yeah, I've, never, I've never seen anybody that actually enjoys candy corn. Yeah, it's, no. it's, it's horrendous. I don't even Wax. know how it's still in yeah. production. Yeah. Who eats it? All right, let's People get to decorate. Tony. Okay, right, I got to go. Oh, consumer cellular sponsor. The they offer the exact same nationwide five G coverage as major carriers. Even in bumper to bumper traffic, they're one hundred percent U S based support. Just a click or call away. Activation's always free. Visit consumercellular.com. Switch today. Kale and Company, Big Three. All right, Don. Thank you very much. From Philadelphia down to Florida, we go. It's a Wednesday. It's Woo-hoo. November first. The great Tony Bruno yeah. is with us. What Hello. up, man? Hello, everybody. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yes. Can you hear me now? Yes. I am not. By the way, I am not the new coach of the Raiders. The Raiders, while you were sleeping, have fired their coach and their general manager after the Monday night disembowelment on TV. So, uh, and by the way, I was uh, throwing can. I, we didn't have any kids trick or treating last night, so what I did instead, I had beads, and I live on a second floor balcony, uh-huh. and I was throwing beads out to the hot Latina mama, oh, yeah. and then throwing the kid the candy down to the kids. Now I know you've seen all the YouTube videos of people just grabbing candies out of balls. Did you see that one on Twitter on uh, on YouTube? No. Where these these people they had some you know some people when I lived in L.A. I worked at night. So I would leave a bowl of candy out on the step for people to come and take it. Yeah. You know, and you and you figure when you live in L.A. and the hood in Venice, somebody's going to clean it out. But right. people didn't. They took one and left. Really? So now there people are just taking this one bunch. One family goes and takes everything out of the bowl. Right. Well, it might have been meatball. Everybody must <laughs> eat. Meatball, everybody must eat. Everybody, everybody must eat. eat. Exactly. Never forget that, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Hey, let me, we got a lot of good things to get to from, from news, <laughs> politics, and sports. But you mentioned the Raiders firing. I don't know what it is with all these moves being made late at night when everybody's asleep, but locally, James Harden gets traded from the Sixers, and that happened at like 2 in the morning when everybody was in bed, Tony. I know. I know what's what happens. Uh, I guess on the West Coast, you know, you wake up later, it's Vegas, you know, and you wake up in Vegas, and it's 3 a.m. Actually, you go to sleep at 3 a.m., so they probably do this before they go to sleep for the night. Yes. You know, Adam Schefter's up all night. All the trades happened yesterday. Everybody was upset that the Eagles didn't make a trade. Because, you know, the Sixers traded James Harden, so then the Eagles had to make a move, and I'm glad they didn't. They didn't need to make another move. That's right. They got young players, and they're getting them in there. But I know, Nick, you're a big college football thing. You know what I say about the college football polls? And Who the, cares? And- it, it's, like, it's like getting a, a, a Gallup poll now for next year's election. That's right. It's like watching the next GOP primary where there'll be three people on the stage. Yes. I mean, how many people are still standing in this Republican nomination thing. And what is that thing going to be canceled? They should cancel it. There's actually articles out today that says everybody should drop out except for Trump and Nikki Haley. Clear the stage. DeSantis, Christie, Vivek, go home. Tim Scott, you're wasting your time. Everybody should just drop off by the wayside, Tone. What's what's Chris Christie going to do now other than keep going to buffets? And, uh, Sloppy what Chris Christie. Do next? Yes. Everybody must eat. Everybody must Including eat. Including Chris Christie, yes. You're darn right. 
Let me get your thoughts on this. Uh, let me actually stay with sports for a moment because we've mentioned the James Harden trade. We'll get to Joe Biden. We're going to get to this COVID lockdown story with the New York Magazine and some other stuff as well. But I know that this is a very important week for you. You have made it clear for 40-plus years that there is nobody, and I'm quoting Tony Bruno directly here, nobody on God's green earth that hates the Dallas Cowboys more than this journalist right here. So Eagles-Cowboys hate week, Tony. It's only a Wednesday. If we were doing sports, would you have a slow buildup or would you be fired up today? No, I'm, re- I'm already in full uh, I'm already in full Dallas Cowboys. And by the way, Stephen A. Smith, who I know and known forever, his hatred of the Cowboys, I was hating on the Dallas Cowboys back in the 90s when they were good. Yes. Stephen A. Smith was a writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer back then. That's right. So I've been hating on. Now everybody wants to be the number one Dallas Cowboy basher in America. Mm-hmm. And I already hold that. I've already, it's documented. You know, as they say, go back and check the tape. Yep. I'm telling you, it's documented. I've been America's, not, and even the Cowboys know it. Troy Aikman, when I talk to him, says, I love listening to you when you used to bash us back in the early 90s on ESPN Radio. Michael Irvin's a good friend. Jay Novacek, all those cowboy guys. The thing about sports hate versus political hate versus real hate is that sports hate is fun for the most part. You know what I mean? But so the cowboy players, they know. The the guys from the good teams, those cowboy dynasty years. And now Chris Christie, will he be coming to the stadium to watch the Eagles and Cowboys. Which box is he going to be up in? <laughs> and is he going to run up a big tab and have the taxpayers uh, bail him out? It, it will, yeah, will will Phil Murphy put in his new teeth and go up into the box and drop about 10 large watching the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday? <laughs> I mean, that's a 425 game. That's right. So I guess the, the drinking starts at what, 7 a.m.? Yeah, <laughs> at least. At 7 that's correct. On Rise and shine, pour a cocktail, it's go time. By the what? way, don't don't count on SEPTA because now I'm reading this morning that like all the SEPTA subways, there's no drivers showing up. First of all, even if you get on SEPTA, it's not safe. But now all of a sudden this morning, like all these SEPTA bus drivers are either calling in sick or they're observing uh, All Saints Day, and I don't think that's the case. Yes. Well, I mean, can you can you blame them? I'm not sure if we talked about this with you last week or if this story happened after we had you on on Wednesday. We had a SEPTA bus driver that got yes. shot and killed by a, a 21-year-old female, I believe. And don't correct me if I'm wrong, what, six times she shot that yes. individual? And now apparently she's been involved in other shootings. Yes. Yep. And there's video. And then at Temple, at, on the Temple campus, my alma mater. Yep. You know, there's guys walking up and putting guns to students' heads oh, in the morning yeah. as they're trying to go to school. Horrendous. What is going on back yeah. there? As the great Harry Mays used to say, what is going on out there? <laughs> exactly right. Tony, you mentioned sports, news, and politics, and hatred, and how some of it's just fun and games. One last one on the sports front, and then we'll get to some of the Biden stuff. Um, if it, I think, I think on Sunday that the hatred was real because Kenneth Gainwell, one of our running backs on the Eagles, that spells DeAndre Swift, fumbles in the red zone. And right. he says, you know what, I guarantee you there's probably people out there that are tweeting me right now their displeasure. At halftime in the locker room, he's responding to critics that are sending him direct messages. If you're the head coach, I mean, you got to say something, right? 
How do you get into the DMs of a player if he's not following you? It's a great question. I, mean, I don't understand that. I can't DM Kenneth Gainwell. <laughs> I can't DM any of these players. I can't even DM Michael Irvin, who's a friend of mine, and I have his phone number. Robin won't even let you enter DMs. <laughs> yeah, so, 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 yeah, I, right, I slide into her DMs, though. That's, you know, that's a private matter. We don't deal with that. We deal with that after the show. No, but I don't get that. And I, I saw Nick Sirianni addressed it and said, you can't be doing that stuff. It's halftime, man. we got to go out and beat this stinking Washington Commanders team so they can dismantle their entire defensive line and help everybody else in the NFL. Mm -hmm. So I don't get that. Why would you go into the locker room with your cell phone and check and, and check your email or check your Twitter? Right. Or whatever he's checking. Right. That's what happens when you're young. You know, when he played at Memphis, we love Kenneth Gainwell. I mean, the guy's a great player. That spinorama he did against the Dolphins was phenomenal, was it not? It was. It was. Now, if he was trying to delete emails at halftime, I would understand that, especially if he had 82,000 pages of emails because eventually your phone's going to freak out and go on the fritz. Joe Biden, in the latest story that we opened up with this morning, Tony, had 82,000 pages of emails from three different, quote, burner email accounts. This was so voluminous, it makes Hillary Clinton's emails look JV-ish. Your thoughts to Joe and what looks like clearly more evidence of corruption. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, Joe, he didn't have bleach bit. He didn't have a hammer. You know, he didn't have all the other stuff going on that Hillary had access to after it's still denying that election in 2016. That's what I love about. Oh, you're an election denier. You guys talking about the COVID. Oh, you got you know what I call myself? I'm one of those people. I got the shots and all that other stuff. And I don't tell people what to do with their bodies. Bottom line is all of us who are skeptical and is it quizzical? What's the other word we use? Skeptical. We were hesitant. We were asking questions, you know, things that journalists used to do. Right. We would ask obvious questions like, how come there's no side effects being listed? And things like that, which were important. And now all of a sudden, these people are doing mea culpas and there's more evidence against Fauci. Mm -hmm. And Fauci did other stuff. And he's still getting awards. Right. Nobody's being held accountable. I'm not going to say I told you so. I'm not an I told you so guy. I want people to be held accountable. Everybody. We're all held. I've been held accountable for my actions. Why aren't the people who helped destroy this country being held accountable? Why are people going on Bill Maher and say, well, you know, we, what we knew at the time. Mm -hmm. Well, what you knew at the time was you're a scientist and you just went along with the, with the, with the stupid, with whatever the, 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 the politicians and the pharmaceutical companies told you to go along with. Right. How about using your common sense and saying, you know, we don't know. It, it's funny because I remember when the vaccines came out. I'm not going to take that vaccine. It was under Trump. How could it be ready? And then, boom, the second Biden gets in, we got to take the vaccine and you're not going to get COVID if you don't take the shots. Mm -hmm. And now people don't want the shots and they're being charged $200 for the shots right. in some places. Did you see that? Yep. And then they have to get the money back. Are you going to pay 200 bucks to get a COVID shot and then hope that the government reimburses you or your health insurance company? Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. Well, and that's the ultimate hypocrisy, Tony, is when, on, when it was Trump, you know, Trump's administration, it was Operation Warp Speed. We have sound bites and clips and receipts of those on the left saying, oh, I'm not taking that. And then exactly. as, soon as, as soon as the power changes from R to D, it's like, hey, take this. This is the magic elixir. You won't get COVID. You won't spread COVID. And you're going to be good to go. And we remember herd immunity and Fauci. Oh, yes. trotting out. Hey, if we get 80% of the population vaxxed, this thing could be gone forever. Come on. Everything turned out to be a lie. And that's why, you know, the we were called election deniers and everything else. No, how about we're skeptical about things, especially when it comes to the government. Yep. It, it's fine to be skeptical about the government because we are 
funding the government. Without us, there is no government. That's so right. maybe we should just all go open our windows and scream out, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. That'll stop everything. By the way, you know what the number one job is right now in America? Uh, talk Conservative talk show host. No, 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 uh, no. Uh. It's, it's, it's ripping down pictures and posters <laughs> yes. of the Israeli people. Uh, yeah. It's now like it's, 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 it's a cottage injury. Yep. It's a cottage industry right yes. now. How yes. is it that all these people in every city in the United States and all over the world are suddenly ripping down posters of missing Israeli people and now they're just going out there. These are all the same people who were on Occupy Wall Street, BLM riots. Mm -hmm. They just get different jobs. It gets handed there. It's like Mission Impossible. This is your next mission. Mm -hmm. You're going to go out there and tear down all these pictures, even though you have no idea what you're doing. That's correct. You're going to do it anyway. That's and you're going to go find all those headpieces and everything else, and you're going to march on the streets. Yep. I mean, people see what's going on here. And listen, I'm not upset about it. I mean, this whole thing is a joke. What's happening around the world is scary. But luckily, I don't worry about that stuff. I, I mean, it's going to be 83 degrees, oh, sunny. Stop. I'll be God, outside. Stop. I'll be, I'll be going to work right after this and continuing my 15-hour days. You know, I was ready to retire down here. Yes. I was ready to come down, relax, build a house, and watch the sunset every right. afternoon. Nice. The sunrise every morning. Yep. And now I'm doing, I'm working harder now than I ever did before. Why? Yes. Why? Why? And let's let's talk about that for a moment because you have now launched your brand new Tony Bruno Sports Network. Is that correct? Wow. Yes. Now I'm I'm an owner. I'm an I'm an actual <laughs> owner, and I feel like I'm a slave now. You know, I'm a, when you're an owner, you have to be responsible. Everything with my name on it, you have to take you have to take blame for it initially because every you know it's not Elon Musk bought Twitter a year ago and he's still tweaking. Right. I started a network on Monday. You know, and obviously there's some technical things you have to deal with, but it's going great. I'm doing 15-hour days. I'm up at 6 in the morning. I'll go to bed at 9 o'clock at night, turn on sports and fall asleep. And watching that baseball game last night when it was 10 nothing early, oh that was God. easy to oh, turn no. off. Horrendous I know series. you, Nick, were probably watching that college football last I was night, watching right? Maction, baby, the MAC conference Maction. on a Tuesday night, oh Bruno. Oh, my God. You know that. What By the nerd. way, have you seen how bad have you seen how bad the ratings are for the World Series? The, the Phillies and uh, the Rangers would probably get good numbers, but nobody in the country is paying attention to the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. Nobody cares. And it's not nobody, but you're right, because the bottom line is baseball has become a regional sport now. Yep. And unless you have two major markets in and listen, Arizona, Phoenix is no is not exactly a small town. No. And and the Texas Rangers have never won a World Series when they came into the league. So they're get they're trying for their first. They're up three games to one. I like watching baseball, especially postseason, because that's what's all, all that matters. It's like not watching the end. It's like watching the NBA, watching the full regular season of the NBA, and then not watching the playoffs. Right? <laughs> Nobody watches the regular season of the NBA or Major League Baseball. They wait for the playoffs. Except in baseball, nobody watches the playoffs yep. unless the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Mets, and now the Phillies are one of those you know big money teams. So. They get a lot of interest, and the fans show it. The people in Arizona, you could see it on their faces last night. They were like, hey, you know, we're happy to be here. We weren't supposed to be here, but give them credit, man. So I think this series is over, and I'm happy for the Texas Rangers fans. I'd rather the Rangers win than the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, exactly that? right. <laughs> you know, I want the Rangers to win, and then the Cowboys to just, you know, get smacked around on the – on Sunday night, You're damn Sunday right. afternoon, four twenty-five start. That's right. People will be well lubed up for about a good 10, 12 hours before that game kicks off. By the way, I did not eat one piece of candy last night. Oh. I did not have any Halloween. The only ones I like are Kit Kats 
I Amen. want Kit Kats, none of that other stuff. Candy corn and yeah. remember the tape we used to bite off the little sugar nu- nuggets on the tape, yeah. the long string of tape. All yeah. that stuff's nasty, man. It Kit is. Kats, well, Kit Kats and uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. Mm, Kit Kats are it. the best. Yes. They're the uh, best candy. Or, or crackle. Frozen. If you yeah. want to, yeah. if there's no Kit Kats, give me crackle. Actually, if we're, make crackle? if we're going frozen, Dawn, I go uh, uh, frozen Snickers bars. Ooh, yes. Yes. Snickers uh, bars are the ice cream. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Snickers ice cream bars. Yes, yeah. yes, thank yes. you. Thank Nothing you. like a chilled peanut butter cup, though. You oh. stick that in the freezer, refrigerator oh, for a couple hours. <laughs> absolutely, it comes out beautiful. Absolutely. Starving. How do you eat now your Reese's, Tony? All right. One or two other things. Bruno's with us live from Florida, as he is every Wednesday here on Kale and Cup. We've got about five minutes left here. Um, we're, we've talked you know, some sports. We've talked some politics. We've talked some COVID as well. So this is actually a tie-in to all three of them, as Aaron Rodgers has now come out and endorsed RFK Jr. for president. And then you have a well-known football writer. I'm not sure who he's with now. He used to be at CBS Sports for many years, Dennis Dodd. I, I think he's probably in his late 50s to early 60s. He says that Aaron Rodgers is a danger to society because of his stance on the vaccine. <laughs> Your thoughts on this one, Tony Bruno? I, I know he's a danger to democracy because everybody that doesn't agree with somebody else is a danger to democracy. I'm woke, mother. And I'm yeah, exactly. Woke. I mean, I'm awake. I'm not woke. You are. I'm you awake. are wired today, though. Well, I'm always wired because you got to get up when you own a sports network. When your name is on a sports network, yeah. yeah. By the way, it's digital only, so you got to go download the app if you want to listen to it. Okay. Twenty four. I'm, I'm on twenty four seven now, Nick. Twenty four seven, and people can't get enough. Are you requiring your employees to be vaccinated, and do you hire conservatives? Uh, I hire anybody who's willing to work for nothing. <laughs> and you wouldn't believe all the people are calling me for jobs. Oh, of I'm course, getting messages all over the country. And the good thing is, you don't have to be here in Southwest Florida. But most people are coming down here. The people where it snowed yesterday all over the place. Yeah. Guess where those people are heading right now? They're not heading north. <laughs> They're coming down here. Exactly. How do you the get? Southwest. How do you download the app, Tony? You just go to the Apple Store. Yep. Or you go to the, the Play Store on app. The Apple Store is. You just have to put in Tony Bruno Sports Network. Oh, okay. I see it. I see it. I see it. There the it is. Apps right there. And you can listen to it. We're running get. reruns because we don't have 24-hour programming yet. Right. You know what I'm saying? And Dad, don't forget Goldenberg's Peanut Chews, <laughs> a Philadelphia legend. So good. It's stuck in your teeth, though. They're by the awesome. Way, yeah. By the way, just just you know, for the people listening, it's free. It's free to download. I just yeah. downloaded it. It's free. Yeah, myself. it's a free app. You don't have to pay anything. So Stocker's already sh- Stocker's already shilling for downloads for your no, app. No, he's just, he's it's, had it's, his it's, fill of our <laughs> stuff that he shills for. Now he'll shill for you too. I'm, I'm, I've never had an app except the Chili's the other day, but, uh, and the Dollaritas are back. Half price, but, baby. Oh, how, how many times? Of all the years I've been doing this, I've never had an app. Yeah, yeah. I have my own app now. Tony Dude. brings in the op- Tony brings in it for us every week, so I, you know, I figured yeah. it's a great way to, you know, get him some downloads. Exactly. Well, yeah. Thank you. No, you know, doing well actually. Yeah. yeah. Did you notice how Tony pivoted away from the Rogers question? It was like Alejandro. No, I ripped the guy. I ripped the guy. That Dennis Dodd and all these other yes. guys. Yes. I joke. My my cheap shot was. Yeah. No. No. Aaron Rodgers is a danger to democracy, and he should be silenced. He should be taken off the internet. Yep. He should not be allowed to tweet. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. I hear you. Brian Harris points out with Tony's new 16 hour a day schedule, running a new network, and still time for us here in Philly. This man is a treasured legend. Exactly. The check's in the mail, Brian. Thanks for checking in. <laughs> Damn right. That's why we have him on the show. 
All right, Bruno. Where's my gear? Where's my Where's my swag? Oh, Kalen Company your, stuff? Well, you want a Kalen Company yeah, hoodie? Yeah. All what right. am I, chop liver here? All right. You, I, listen, shouldn't I? I got my own shirt. You see my shirt here? No. See what it says? Let me see. Let me see. This is my own shirt. Zoom in. Box four. WTF. F. WTF. Welcome oh. to Florida. Oh, well, welcome, <laughs> to, welcome to Florida. WTF, welcome uh, to Florida. With the amazing. Bruno signature on it. That's, that's a nice little exactly. touch. It's a signature edition. <laughs> Good yeah. stuff you know, they're by worth, you. They're worth, a, the punch, uh, they're worth so much more when you get the signature on there. You know what I'm saying? All right, so you we'll, have a signature on your shirts, Nick? No, I do not. But what, what we'll do is we'll get the Biden negotiating team over here, and we'll broker a deal, like hostages being exchanged, <laughs> like a Russian killer for Brittany Griner. You send me a welcome to Florida shirt, and I'll send you a kale and company shirt we'll wow do a, we'll, we'll, we'll do trade. like the jersey exchange at the end of yes. the football game we have to be we have to sweat in them right and then we'll take them off live on next week's show correct and we'll exchange them all sweaty and stuff with yes. our signature don you can participate too if you'd like wow you nice a shirt exchange nice. Uh, yeah. everybody's eligible for this. don shirt exchange yeah. <laughs> don will be taking her shirt off on youtube in a yeah. couple minutes, so. there we go there you go for all you perverts this robin yes. and i will be yes. doing that robin will sure. do it too she says it's don does it she'll no, there we go. <laughs> For charity. <laughs> For charity. <laughs> All right, Bruno, get out of here, man. Get out of here. <laughs> All right, I'm going to my other job now. There he goes. <laughs> Tony you. Bruno Sports <laughs> Network. Download the app in Apple Play and uh, wherever Good you get your apps. <laughs> there, there he is, as Tony Bruno would say. Just yes. give me the damn five-day forecast and try to be accurate. That's all I want. That's all he wants yep. as he runs the Sports Network now. All right, so good stuff there with Bruno. Uh, we got Here's what we got coming up in the final hour. This is going to be good. Um, I've got a couple of stories in the world of schools and uh, universities from a homeschool surge that we are seeing in the United States Shocking. to also the NCAA where nine governors have joined this petition to protect women's sports at the collegiate level. We'll get into that on the other side and then also some fun stuff including we heard plenty from Mr. Blinken in the cut sheet. Antony, yeah. A-N-T, yep. no H-O-N-Y. Take a guess as to what he dressed his kid up for Halloween as. Oh, no. You're never going to believe this, and it's one of the most tone-deaf things of all time, but it's so typical of this administration. We'll get to that before we get out of here this morning as well. Final hour of Kale & Company is coming up in just a few moments as we continue. Nick, Dawn, and Greg on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And the future of joint pain relief is right here in the Philadelphia region. It's QC Kinetics. Advanced regenerative medicine. So many of you have told me, Dawn, it feels like a miracle in my life. So here's the deal. If you've been told that more steroids or surgery are your only options, just hold up for a second here. Get a second opinion. Learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain directly and deal with it. And I'm talking lasting relief here. Uh, QC Kinetics does not mask the pain. That's not what this is about. These treatments go to the very core of the problem using concentrated healing properties placed directly into your joint, your aching joint, so that they restore and repair that damaged joint tissue. So think about this. Just live in your life this fall. No more pain in your knees, your aching hips, your shoulder, your back. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Life is about moving. It's about motion. As we come up on the fall and the holiday season, QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Just call them. Call the local medical professionals. Get a free consultation. Do this today. QC Kinetics 
the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. 215-999-3000. 215-999-3000. QC Kinetics. Would you just call them today? 215-999-3000. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday morning, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.